Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. But the moment defines you. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes and I am here with two very special guests, Alex Pryor and Steve Shrek. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a long time. Thanks for having me. I wasn't sure if I was ever going to get invited back. This is a special day. I wasn't sure either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so the reason that you're you're invited here and as I've been doing my own soul searching lately is, you know, as the you know, producer and host of this podcast, I find that I kind of cherry pick my own guests, you know, um, and who I like to talk to. Um, Like when Barack Obama did a podcast recently and he chose Bruce Springsteen to be his guest, like someone who's on his side, right? He didn't choose, you know, Kid Rock to to talk to, you know, someone who's going to really push back on a lot of his ideas. So it ends up being me, Jansen, Pete, other Pete, just sitting up here talking how cool we are, that we play eight, you know, less than 14 clubs, you know, talk about Spring Valley Golf Course. Um, and whereas two distinguished, you know, members of the golfing community like yourself don't often fit the same mold as us. So you don't get invited. Because we wear collars. I you see want. where this is headed. Yeah, you wear collars. And so. Literally right now we're sitting here and Steve and I are wearing our normal uh, collared polo, <laughs> polo shirt that we've said we're going to wear on Tuesdays, and Andy's wearing a T-shirt, just a blank black T-shirt and working in the golf business. So if you have any feel of how this podcast is going to go, this is probably a good start. It was a long day yesterday. I was about to say, that's what happens when you work 12 hours at Canal Shores. Yeah, so. yeah, it was a long day. Um, anyway, we're here for a few things. We're going to preview the 2021 TGP staff trip. Oh, my goodness. We're going to announce the teams and the format, which neither of you know, correct? That's I correct. feel like I know the teams, but yeah. Well. You may. There have been some rumors. You know, there have been rumors, you know, that, you know, Jim Furyk was going to pick Kevin Kisner as one of his captain's pick, but it didn't It didn't pan out. And so you may have heard rumors of the team, but this is going to be the official, you know, the official announcement. But then also we're going to talk about the two courses that we're playing, Lost Dunes and the Dunes Club. Maybe I'm trying to decide where do you, where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start with past trip memories or Dunes Club versus Lost Dunes? You pick. You're the you're our fearless host. All right. Well, let's start with Lost Dunes versus the Dunes Club. This is this is basically the the reason you're here. I know <laughs> how because I know both of you um, like think Lost Dunes is a better course than the Dunes Club. Well, before we get into this, I'd like to tell a story. Let's hear. It. So I was playing golf a couple, um, well, a couple months ago now, and I was playing with a couple uh, new guys I had never played with before, and and it uh, it's a long story, but 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 a couple new guys, and so we 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 somehow got on the the subject of uh, Michigan golf, and I got all excited. I said, "Oh, hey guys, like you have you ever played at the Dunes Club?" And they're like, "No." Like, have you ever played at Lost Dunes? And they were like, no. I was like, oh, yeah, because we do this thing for for my company, and like we, we, we do a staff trip, and like we spend the night 
like like right there on Lost Dunes, and we play at the Dunes Club and Lost Dunes, and these guys' eyes basically rolled back in their head, and they were like, like, do you take your private jet there? Do you <laughs> do you fly your private helicopter there? And I just like in the moment I realized how one how ridiculous I sounded when I told that story. I was probably sounded like the most pompous person in the world <laughs> of the probably the two nicest courses in the state of Michigan. Uh, there's some yeah. other ones, but but Crystal Downs is pretty. Yeah, that's up just there. say within yeah. you know Southern yeah. Michigan, right? Sure. Right, yeah. very very high end courses and. And I'm like playing at Wilmette Golf Course in a gas cart, you know, in a with a beer that's in a plastic bag and ice. And I'm I'm telling these guys about this wonderful trip that we go on. So, so you know, this podcast might get a little contentious, but the fact of the matter is, both of these courses are beyond wonderful. So I wanted to put that anecdote in. Thank you. Um, I don't know, Steve. Would you like to? Give it a shot at kind of describing the two courses. I'll do my best. Um, so Lost Dunes um, is probably the one that I prefer, Alex and I prefer. Um, it's I feel like it's more of kind of your, like, standard. When you think of, like, I'm not sh- like if if you think of, like, Michigan golf, that's kind of like your – like your top, like what you would envision of it. it, like it's um, you know, goes through like trees and the back nine is very um, not sure if undulating is the right word, but there's a lot of like elevation changes and whatnot, pretty like severe. Um, so like when I think of that course, I think of like that's what I think of when I think of Michigan golf. Uh, the Dunes Club has. Um, it's it's a little bit more. It's just a nine hole course versus an eighteen hole course. Um, there are no tee markers, so like you typically you would play like a match, and the per, you know the team or um, individual that won the prior hole would pick kind of where you hit on the next tee box. Um, and the tee boxes, there's like a lot of different spots you can pick from, so it changes a lot of the holes as far as yardages and angles and whatnot. Um, but this course I feel like is more like, I'm not sure if congested is the right word, but it feels like you're kind of in like a tight space where I feel like, um, Lost Dunes is a little bit more expansive. And obviously that makes sense because it's a nine hole versus uh, an 18 hole. But, um, yeah, those are kind of my quick thoughts on the two. All right, Alex, would you like to offer your assessment of the two courses? I don't really care about golf courses. It's not really my uh, my focus. Um, I like to play golf, and I like to uh, tee off, and I like to put the ball in the hole. But really, what comes with that is what excites me about a golf course. So, what the um, what what the clubhouse is like, what the service is like, the feel that you get when you're there, what the carts are like. If there are caddies, the practice facility, the food, the drink, for me personally, that is just as important for a golf course as um, uh, the course itself, the fairway, the greens, and everything. So, so for me, so for me, uh, at the Dunes Club, which is the nine-hole course, I feel like for for our listeners. 
Dunes Club, Lost Dunes. I'm There's... still confused. <laughs> I'm still confused. I'm trying to like think I before I say say the two names. So There's uh, a lot of Dunes. The Dunes Club, the nine hole golf course is very very cool. It, uh, um, you uh, play that nine hole twice. It's very exclusive. It was originally a Mike Kaiser, uh, still is. It's his first course ever, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, Mike Kaiser is, we all know, is the uh, creator of Band and Dunes, uh, Sand Valley. Um, and the story behind it is awesome. Um, and it's, it's, it's more kind of uh, pure golf, which, which is his deal. Uh, you know, Band and Dunes, right? You know, he finds the property, or he goes in. Uh, uh, comes up with the routing and basically uh, plants the grass, um, um, uh, plants the grass on the turf that's or, or on the ground that's already there. Right? There's no, there's no, uh, there's not a ton of moving of earth on the property. So, so to see that uh, the Dunes Club, it kind of is what it is. It's those dunes were already there and they just basically planted uh, grass on it. Oh, and then you get to go around and play it. Uh, twice, and they uh, change of the pins, so so it's basically a different hole every time. It's it's cool, uh, you know. But then when you're done, uh, you go in and they're making hamburgers on the grill, and and you know there's a small little tiny, uh, you know, the clubhouse. And for for me personally, I prefer Lost Dunes that has. The very large uh, clubhouse. Um, it has the private club feel to it. Um, a little bit, a little like bit range and uh, pr- short game areas. It's incredible. Pristine. One of my favorite parts of of uh, Lost Dunes is they have one of the original Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup banners hanging up right mm-hmm. in the grill room. I'm I'm a I'm a Blackhawks fan. I know. When they won it in a 10, 13, and 15. I don't know exactly what the date of that one is, but it was from a long time ago, 1930-something. Really yeah. It's a really old one, but mm-hmm. it just has that feel of a Chicago uh, the, uh, a Chicago private uh, golf course. It's really brave of you to come on this podcast and say those words. I'm I'm literally shaking right now. I'm just my my <laughs> adrenaline is through the roof right now that I'm sharing this for the world. I you know this is yes. Thank you. Sorry, big, all, all views are equally accepted <laughs> in this place. Um, my description of the two courses is that Lost Dunes, it's Tom Doak design, who's a famous architect. It's an, it's like an incredible, very nice course. If you've played Thunderhawk, it's like twice as good as Thunderhawk. No, no, no. That's it's in there. I think they're in the same ballpark. They're not in the same ballpark. Me, first of all, you just said twice is better. Yeah, but I just I feel like even if you mention like you can't, I, I, let, I wouldn't guys, mention Thunderhawk before but, we go on. You know, to keep things civil, I let you both go on. <laughs> that's fair. I won't, I won't interrupt. I'm you sorry. Know, I, there was eight times where I wanted to jump in on Alex's. Okay, okay. right, I'm just sorry now, but but I didn't. It's it's a, a, a the best the best course you've played that was built in the last twenty years or so maybe twenty or thirty years but it's like twice as good as that so it's very very big and grand and fancy and everything is in perfect condition and the clubhouse is is incredible and really fancy as well to me Lost Dunes 
Nope. To me, Dune's Club. <laughs> Dune's Club is like playing golf in, in Narnia. Like you're in a different you're in a different planet. And so that is like part of what sets it apart for me. Whereas Dune's Club, I think you can get a... F- Damn it. <laughs> Getting these mixed up every time. Um, Lost Dunes, you can p- get a taste of that somewhere else. You you know, you've played a course. That's you know, fair. You've pl- like Glen Club is not Lost Dunes. Maybe Glen Club is a better, you know, comparison. But there it gets you in the same ballpark. You're in the same league with with Glen Club and and Lost Dunes. Whereas Dunes Club there's really, to me, like very, very. I guess I've never even seen or heard of a course like it. Um, well, the setup of it, the the whole concept of it is extremely unique. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's there's so few courses that are um, well designed where you can play the hole twice and still truly enjoy it because yeah. it's a completely different hole. But yeah. I think. Uh, Lost Dunes is being like unfairly labeled as like this country club, like no, um, like like the course design itself is still. A, I feel, I feel like that's to me like I know Alex, like you mentioned, what you, like kind of your thoughts on it, but like the I prefer the holes more on huh. Lost Dunes. Like I think when you get to the back nine and what is it? I think it's twelve on twelve through eighteen, like. That's an amazing stretch of holes where, like, for me, the Dunes Club, like, the opening, like, four holes, like, they don't, again, we mentioned it at the top, like, we're being very, very picky here, Mm -hmm. so I don't want it to come off like I'm sound, like, it's an amazing course, but the first, like, four holes for me, like, they're not as interesting as, um, you know, a lot of the holes, uh, at Lost Dunes, especially on that back nine. Yeah, I mean, I would probably agree that maybe if you took the nine best holes at Lost Dunes, they're probably more fun and better holes than Dunes Club's nine holes. I would agree with that. Um, but still, to me, like, the uniqueness of of um, Dunes Club is what, like, sets it apart. That you, the entrance, you can't even, like, tell that it's an entrance to a golf course. Just, like... Is there even a sign? I don't know. There is no there's, sign. It's just like a forest. And then there's like this little <laughs> one lane road entrance where you turn in. And if you've never been there before, you assume it can't be the right entrance. Like you found the maintenance entrance or something. But no, it's actually the right entrance. And then you just get there. And there's something about that first time when, when we were there. And it was like fog. It was like all foggy. And it was like clearing. as we're just like literally the only people on the property. Um, that was pretty cool. I, I really, got that same thing. Uh at Lost Dunes this summer, though the fog, yeah, kinda like early morning, like you felt like you're kind of in a different uh, world there. Yeah. So I got the same similar okay. vibe. Yeah. I'm just saying. I like that. I like. I I also prefer to walk and play golf. So I like that. It's a, definitely it's a better walking course. You know that would again not even close because there's a, a couple really long kind of drives at Lost Dunes, um, and the the fact that like there's no there's no tee markers so whoever wins the hole before you kind of get to choose the hole and that the holes are again unique enough where you could play you know I think of that one dogleg left it's dogleg left is it six 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 where you where the first time I played it it was. A, I don't know, 440 yards. Seven, I think. Might be seven. Seven, then eight's yeah. a par five, then nine is a par yeah. four. Yeah, seven. seven. First time we played it was a, 
like 440 yard dog leg left. And the second time we played it was a, I don't know, a straightaway 350 yard yeah. hole or something. Like that's pretty cool. Where like they're completely different holes, but you know it's the same hole. The the par threes each have two sets of tee boxes to come at the hole from two different angles. Um, so you know even though you're playing it again. You know, the first time we played a par three at 170, and the second time through we played it at 80 yards or something like that. So it was and then pretty... if you miss the green from 80, you give the caddy 20 bucks. No, I didn't say that. I didn't <laughs> accept birdie, that bet. If you he gives you 20. If you par, it's all square. It's yeah. just nothing, right? That's what the guy... Well, I didn't accept that bet because, remember, I missed that green. I went way down the right, hill. Right, you had an amazing, amazing yeah. shot up to it. Yeah, thank you yeah. for remembering. Um, so I have a question for you. Yeah. So, so at the top, I said... Uh, at the golf course is only half as important that within the whole experience the golf course is only a piece of what's important for me but the thing when it comes to the golf course that is the absolute most important for me are the greens Mm -hmm. so what is your opinion for those golf courses which has better greens are you talking about better condition greens or more interesting greens or both or however I want to answer. However it. you, what whatever. Yeah, I mean the du- whatever's important to you. Lost Dunes, I would say, has more memorable greens. It's just like known for very undulating, kind of wild greens. I don't. Yeah, I would say there's not a ton about the Dunes Club from like a course architect point of view that is really like, wow, that's an incredible hole. It's more of like the whole experience of being there is. A very unique golf experience and so that's why no question that's why i think that's why to me it's like the thing that i'm looking forward to most on this trip out of these two days whereas you know again we could go play at the glen club which it's not you know it's giving you at least a taste of what lost dunes is well um, i'm looking forward to the most playing night golf should we go true. into that steve you and me we were I'd rather not we're maybe the worst night golf <laughs> players of all time yeah I, uh, that was not good. I, can we not do this memory again? <laughs> Hopefully, uh, Pete Hahn, the wonderful pro at Lost Tunes, is not listening to this uh, podcast because he he might be. Uh, well, there might be punishment for our night golf escapades. I mean, I'm sure there were just tons of divots off that that like front tee on that par five <laughs> that when we went out and played in the dark and no one could see the ball, but we could hear it. That was. Um, because that's our, our ne- the next category is past memories. So, I is there anything else you wanna you wanna say about these two courses? I guess I I guess I have something. So when so when you said um, that the golf course was only fifty percent of of your time playing golf, it's an interesting. I think that's an interesting way to think about you know what's important to people when it comes to golf rather than. It's not just like you like that course, I like this course. Like there's different things that you appreciate that I don't care for, you know, and vice versa. I was thinking about is golf is golf more like going to a like a a very like f- expensive fancy restaurant or is it like going on a hike? What do you think about that way of thinking about it? Or if it's a fine if it's go- you're going to a fine restaurant like everything like the fancier it is almost like helps the whole experience right like the waiters are just like top notch like the service is incredible but also like the food has to be really really good as well so like the course has to be really good but like a hike you know we were in california last month and you know if if there was like this massive like welcome center at at uh 
you know, Point Lobos or wherever we were, or Big Sur, like it would actually like take away from the experience. You just want that little like ranger shack. Like you don't really want to see anything, any amenities like that. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting way to think about it. I mean, I think um, my relationship with golf has evolved over time. You know, I started out working for golf courses and being uh, pros at golf courses. And so there was uh, pressure there to play at a certain level for the members and to be able to play in a setting that isn't the most, in my opinion, is not the most like pure setting. You know, it's like, oh, this is my pro and he can play this. Like I I was never super into that. So I, I, I didn't have like the greatest relationship with the game um, when I was a, when I was a pro at the courses, but, but, uh, since I started working here and actually since I start, um, since I had, uh, kids, I play less, but my appreciation for when I do play is so much higher. So, so I think where that fits in is whatever is kind of on tap that day, I appreciate so much more. So if I'm going to Wilmette and driving in a gas cart and, and uh, uh, you know, I have to put a beer in a, pl- a plastic bag and ice and, like, the course is not in very good shape. Like, I'm okay with that. Um, but then the experience, like you're saying, of, like, the restaurant, like, I also so much more. And and we could have a whole nother podcast on uh, Sand Valley, but Sand Valley is my Graceland. I, I love that place so much. And the feel of that is the perfect combination yeah, of I was gonna say the same what thing. I like about Lost Dunes and what I like about what I like about the Dunes Club. And I assume I haven't been to Bandon Dunes, but I assume it's it's a similar way where the golf is so memorable and the golf is so well thought out. I think they really put Kaiser puts a lot of thought into like what the experience is with the with the um with the high quality amenities i guess right i mean i don't i don't really have a ton of um of excitement for like the super fancy like i would call like the trump courses like the toilets are gold like i don't need the toilets to be gold but like like for me the dunes club falls down a little bit on on the amenities. I mean, like, like to go and again, I'm probably gonna sound pompous again. Like, like to go to like a super exclusive private club and you go in their clubhouse and there's like a fridge that you open and the fridge is all stocked and you pick whatever you want and and like oh. and like put your name down on a little piece of paper. Like, like that is a not super fancy, but the experience is incredible yeah. and that's different from the dunes club the dunes club is like like a burger that that they got at like gordon food service and they put it on the grill <laughs> and, the best. and you, <laughs> again it's I a good burger you. i'm like you're describing like everything i love about <laughs> dunes club but for you it's a negative way um steve you have anything else you want to say i mean not really i i just piggyback off what he said i think like just a combination, like Sand Valley, like you said, just that that's a perfect combination of a course that's, I think sometimes, I don't want to attack you, but like, I feel like sometimes if it's like a really well manicured cor- course, like in perfect condition, I feel like you sometimes 
almost like deducted points mm. for like no reason. Whereas like, I, would I rather play a course that's in great condition versus a course that's not? Like, yes, I would. But that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy playing courses that are not like super high end. I, I do. Like, like Alex said, like, will matter. Like, I, you know, Winneka, it's like not the greatest course, but like, if you have great company and the, you know, the course is somewhat interesting, it doesn't have to be in perfect shape, but like, would I rather it be in better shape than not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I do. I, I would say that I don't discount courses just for being in good condition. I just think that sometimes people, not necessarily you, maybe other people, they give, um, I, I guess like course ratings, they give like Medina as one of like the top, courses in illinois or something like that or or people rank like olympia fields like really high and i and that course is in perfect condition it was really you know a mat literally a biggest freaking clubhouse you've ever seen in your life um it was like pretty cool to be there but it what the golf itself like the holes weren't that interesting it wasn't like that great of a course so that's in my opinion they were that course has been ranked too highly just based on like the prestige and the conditioning and like the history and not about like the actual golf itself. So it's always been in service of like saying, Hey, like this course, like, like if lost dunes, if they tore down the clubhouse and they like, didn't, you know, cut the greens as much, like I would still like it probably just as much. So that's, I guess that's more of it. Like those things don't have as much value to me as like a good golf hole. Yeah. For me, the clubhouse, like I'm, I don't really care that much about the clubhouse and like, some of the stuff that Alex was alluding to, I, I think I think more about the course, and that's where I think, like, Lost Dune stands out. It's just, like, an insanely good course. I it's mean, really it is. Like, it's just very, very enjoyable, enjoyable to play. Like, I feel like every... I feel like there's, like, not one hole on that course that's, like, bad. Like, they're all really good holes. Yeah. And, like, you, you will not find very many if any like courses at least that i've played that have like not one bad hole i don't i don't i don't think there's one bad hole on that course to me at least when i think through them so um, right. maybe well, the one that goes like straight up the hill what is that 11 that part th- yeah four. but that that green oh, is pretty like awesome hole. with that yeah. bunker yeah. and that yeah. and that's that that's cool yeah. Yeah, that place is cool yeah, yeah. I, I i'm with you um but yeah when you right. talk about like Medina, like i've always thought that like it's kind of overrated like, yeah. but yeah, it's just part of like, there's been majors played there and Ryder Cups. So it like, I think it just carries like more weight, more yeah. weight yeah. than like if you were to actually examine the, like sure. examine the course, yeah. if it didn't have those credentials yeah. along with it. Yeah. I remember you were going to play Olympia Fields and you told me and I was like, oh, that you're, you're going to love it. It's so great. And you came back and you're like, it was only okay. Like. I was I was like shocked because I've played it a couple times and like I sense that like the history I sense when I walk down the fairways it's just there's something about it maybe it's just in my head but like I sense that history and that's not like a super big uh, golf history buff certainly not like like Peter Donahue or anything but but I get that sense of history from Olympic fields that like like I'm kind of just like feel like I'm uh, walking on the fairways, mm. and I'm just like 
moving a lot. Yeah. I mean, that could have been that we were in golf carts that day. Yeah. It, it kind of took away a little bit from that, yeah. I think. But again, let's let's save the golf carts, you know, versus walking for, next, <laughs> you know, the next podcast. Um, quickly, um, this this is our third year of staff trips. Um, of like a big uh, an overnight staff trip you know we've done other play you can go play for a day westmoreland i remember um done other things um the first year there were seven people on the trip and we did a it was like a singles match play competition where we each played for 12 holes i remember i played steve round one Steve won. He was killed. No, I didn't win. Yeah, you killed him. You were, <laughs> oh, you were yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve. <laughs> yeah, I closed was. that one out. I didn't collapse. That's right. Steve was quickly up by a few. And one of my favorite memories I of think that he day. disappeared in the bunker on hole eleven. I don't think that whole matter. That hole didn't matter, I don't think. No, I think it did. It did? Oh, was that the yeah. was that the final was that, that like the closing? Well, hole twelve was the final. Well, I, I lost think. it a few holes before where I You lost your lead a little the, bit. Right at the time, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah that was epic. I think they put tough. a plaque. They installed a plaque in that bunker. Like <laughs> Steve Shrek, like took well, because I was like, I out. think I was yeah. like one sixty out, and I knew I had to make birdie because you had like driven it three fifty. Yeah. It was like insane. So you had a wedge in. So I knew I had to go for the green, and the, it was like a high lip. So yeah, yeah. probably wouldn't have played tough. it like that in a normal yeah. round. But like, yeah, sometimes uh, it forces you. One of my favorite memories of that whole day. So, so uh, Mammoth Dunes, for, for those who have not played there, when you play at Mammoth Dunes, you will shoot the best round of golf that you've ever played. It's, it's literally it's meant to, to, to be wide open. It's meant to play uh, fast. It's meant to uh, be basically like a playground, yeah, right? I mean, you, there's five par fives. You can reach all of them. Yeah. There's drivable par fours. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to shoot the best round of your life. And so, so, so we go up to the first tee, and – and the caddies are there. When the caddies are like, the caddies like, how many balls are in your bag? I was like, I don't know. I got like six. He's like, you're only gonna need one. And I'm like, well, I, you know, what am I gonna, what am I, I gotta do one ball. I go like, okay. And so, so, so he goes, he goes, he goes, oh, just use this. You, you, you can't lose a ball on this course to save your life. And so Andy walks up, and Andy hits the ball a long way, but it. At times, and it's gotten much, much better. At times, it has a, a tendency to spray a little bit. Yeah. Andy hit his ball so far <laughs> right on the first hole that I, that I'm not going to curse on the podcast. But the caddy basically goes, "Oh, believe." <laughs> they found it. They, they found, found it. it. Yeah, they yeah. found it. I think I made. Par. You might. I was just yeah. going to say. I knew you were going to follow it up by saying you made par make that par was... from is you as steve knows i make par from most of my you know <laughs> travails escapades yeah 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 um, that was funny and oh no we, we already said that was at the sand valley yeah and we played the sandbox that night that was we got to play all together in one group par three course it's a lot of fun um the next day we were gonna go play lasonia and it we got like we got snowed out, but it's tough playing. But we, you guys, each managed one shot that day. Um, we were gonna go play like five holes because some of them had never been to the Sony. So I was like, guys, you gotta at least see the back nine. Finally convinced, like Alex, you were a late addition. You come out, hit one shot, 
and you're like, nope, turn around. I Go skied in. it. I only, I almost <laughs> whiffed. I, I had on like eight layers of coats. Yeah, I mean, it was snowing. And a yeah. ski hat. It was on. like, yeah. In, yeah. it was like low 30 yeah. and like hailing, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? It was like, horrible. Yeah. I literally took one swing. I popped it up like 60 yards and I just started walking into yeah. the clubhouse. Steve took one shot, dropped to his knees in pain, and he did, He stayed out there though. He was a good sport, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's been uh, well discussed, but I, I have some, some back issues sometimes. And, yeah, that shot just – it was really early, just freezing, and it just shot this shooting pain down my lower back. And I was – you know, the guys like to joke that I was, you know, Tiger during that – whatever that one <laughs> tournament was where he hits the three-wood way left on the par five and hits it in the water and falls to his knees. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> um, last – so – We'll get to the announcing the teams. That's what everyone, you know, is dying to hear for. Um, it's the same, you know, same place as last year. What we do is at Lost Dunes, we play two with teams of three because we now have nine people. We play the best two balls count for the team score. And then the next day we play singles matches, which are, five, you know, you get five points if you are the f top in your group, three or then one, and kind of add up as we go. Each of them you know, add points to the group's total. First day, the win winning team. You're talking about the nine point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like five, three, one, yeah. four, four, one, yeah. three, 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 yeah. yeah. So the first day, the winning team gets two points. The second place team gets one point, and the last place team gets zero points. And then that night, we put out the names, like President's Cup style, where where my, I can say, first out for my group is, you know, is Chris King, and then Alex, you're, you know, you can present your next player. It's, that was a lot of fun. That Lots of fun. drama. Looking forward to that again this year. Um, this year we're hopefully, you know, we're undecided, but adding a, a final nine to make a championship match. We'll find out when we find out. You know, there's only one guy who works at the Dunes Club, and so you know he can't get back to all of our emails and he's cook the, pro, the burgers. The chef. Yeah, the... he's doing the merchandise. Yep. You know, he's doing it all. So uh, he's a busy guy. Uh, so that part is TB determined to be determined all right are you guys ready for the teams let me sit down yeah you're sitting okay. i'm ready all right so this has been you know the committee this year has been uh you know chris Olerking took he he wanted to make sure you know the event's getting so big that it just couldn't be you know left off to just anyone to to plan this he was very active well, and well the sponsors yeah it's important it's a, yeah absolutely. tv revenue absolutely and <laughs> yeah. so and so he's bi the big thing this year was getting you know steve stricker they're using advanced analytics you know for their Ryder cup pairings and different things like that you know this can, is a problem for me can read about it and so um so you know we've utilized that in the process of of determining the teams and the game and everything and and it it has been t determined that for the first time ever, this will be a handicapped event. Oh my goodness! Where every player will be given, you know, a certain amount of strokes based on their level. Um, therefore, evening the field for every single, every single match. So I'm going to announce the teams and the handicaps. You guys, you guys are also on separate. We're all on separate teams. So if if we want to to haggle or negotiate for more or less strokes now you know now's the time to do it live on the, we always say we should have these arguments live on the podcast so so that's what we're gonna do okay team the first thing i'm gonna do is announce the handicaps okay coming in should i go best to worst 
Worst to best? That doesn't matter. A zero handicap, Peter Weber. Playing off of a two handicap, Andy Hayes, Jansen Mizrak. We have a group playing off a of four handicap, Alex Pryor, Steve Shrek, Rob Anderson, Chris Olerking. Zach Busman is at an eight handicap. Peter Donahue is at a ten handicap. Right off the bat, maybe before I share the teams, are you are you guys in agreement that those are a fair a fair stroke allocation for our staff? There's one that uh, sticks out to me as a screaming value. What's that? Screaming. Maybe maybe I shouldn't say anything. We we should do a draft We're right not, now. No. I get the first pick. No. Zach Busman at an eight to me yeah. as a screaming value, and I hope he's on my team. Well, so sh- this should we drop him down to a six? So 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 the large group at four, and then there was nothing until eight. Correct. So I'm thinking if you were Steve, if you were playing Zach in a straight up match for nine holes, would you give him one shot or two shots? And and be happy with with it. I'm, he would give me four. Yeah, I would take Zach in a heartbeat over Steve. Well, he better he's be the cockiest golfer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> no, he I know. He literally thinks he can beat Tiger. I, I listen, listen, I know, but who he idolizes. <laughs> um the, so this is we can make the this is we're so, actually going to make this decision right now. So so it's uh, nine hole matches. Yeah. So On so to drop day. him down to a seven would be silly. Yeah. Because then you're doing half points. Yeah, yeah. So I would say. Oh, I hope he's not on my team. I hope he's not on my team. I would say he should be a six. Steve. I don't have strong feelings either way. I I don't I don't really know how to. I think six is. I mean. Eight seems kind of high. All right, I think six, seems six is a little high. high. I think he, Zach will be happier with you know Zach's probably right. He, he would have been in the group if he of heard, two. The, he thinks he should be in the. Can Jansen, you imagine so. his face when he first heard eight? All right, okay. he was so. All right, I mean, all right, okay. ZB has been dropped down to a six. And then wow. who were the people at the four? Me, Chris, Steve, Steve and Rob, which I think is pretty good. Yeah, that's. Pretty I think good. it's pretty good. Um, I'm probably like the cream of that crop. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. you're like a three point eight. Yeah, I'm like a three point five. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, so we're good. We we are. It's settled. The strokes have been given, and now come the teams. The first team. Uh, one one question. Uh, uh, Peter Donahue. Yes. Um, at a ten, I feel like is good. My assumption is he will not play any forward tees. Well, he'll. We'll tell him to play forward tees, but he yeah. doesn't really listen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. True. So he's Pete well, is given his choice of tee. He should be playing at a tee box that is appropriate he, for him. Okay. And so, and his you know, choice will be his choice. Whatever's going to make him have the most value out of the day. You know, okay. we he's not. We're not worried about Pete ever going too far forward, mm-hmm. where we're like angry that no. he's you know driving you no, know driving greens and stuff. So. Right. Um, so Pete, you know, as always, will have choice of what tees he plays. Um, and is there an age? And this may be planting a seed for the future, but but we might need to have um, some kind of age uh, requirement where once you get a certain age, you can you can move up a move up a tee. Yeah, it's just like the PGA Tour champions. So once you turn fifty five, yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> so you got some time. Before. Oh no, disaster! Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, Okay, the first team, 
is the defending champs. Oh. Andy Hayes, Chris Olerking, and Pete Leinenweber. And this means... Will... Yes. The head covers, which were last year's trophy, are up for grabs. Wow. They're the prize for this year's championship. Um, similar to the Stanley Cup, the winning wow. team you know, will either retain it or you know, it will be given to the other team. So, so let me ask you a question. Yes. When you guys lose, I mean, I'm assuming you guys are going to lose. I mean, that's obvious. Yes. <laughs> um, are you going to replace that head cover with anything? Like, or will you just uh, keep that mm. club not having a head cover until you get to compete? I think next I will. Year? I mean, I don't want to speak for my teammates. You know, I'll let them, you know, do what they please, but I think I will keep mine. My club empty. I, I think, think you have to. It's in the spirit of the competition. Yeah. That that why hey, why do you only have a head cover? Well, you know, Let same how this whole past year when everyone's like, Where'd that head cover come from? And I was like, Well, staff tournament champs. <laughs> now, you know, this next time if that club's naked, I also have to explain, you know, why why that's the case. So um I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay. What a wrinkle, by the way. What a wrinkle. That's 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 so great. <laughs> Yeah, this all caught me off guard. I wasn't envisioning this. I know. I know. I told you. I told you. The second team. Steve Shrek, Jansen Mizrek, and Peter Donahue. Which leaves the third team. Alex Pryor, Rob Anderson, and of course, Zach Busman. Playing at an six? eight. Playing at an eight. Who will be playing at an eight? That sounds wonderful. Eight is the right number. I should have kept my stupid mouth shut. I knew he was gonna end up being on my team. Wow. That sounds great. So great teams. I think so. I think there's there's a bit of, you know, some fresh mix in the other teams. We got some potential rivalries. I think everyone's with a you know, the right amount of energy and and uh, you know whatever the opposite of energy is, you know, to have a, a good a good mix for each group. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about the championship match, the uh, potential proposed championship match, and and uh, remind me too. So, so the second day at the Dunes Club, mm-hmm. nine hole singles matches, but it's. But it's one versus one versus one. Yeah. So so explain that a little so bit. So the so again, it's called the nine point game where each hole you're given a certain amount of points ba- out of nine, whether you get first, second, or third, or tie first, or tie second, or everyone ties. Um, but then whoever wins that one versus one versus one match gets one point for their team. Got so it. so those in those first nine hole matches, there's three available points. And then we do it again. In the second nine-hole match, there's three available points. And then assuming or if we are allowed a championship match, the top two teams at this point will then play each other direct, you know, in directly in a, a head-to-head S- match play. Singles. Singles, yeah. yeah. And yeah. So, um, so basically it would be fighting to get into the top two. Um, so everyone, you know, probably has a chance to do that. Um, do y'all have any anybody have any any other questions or thoughts? Um I mean, Steve's like completely off guard. I am. Yeah. I wish I was on Pete's team. Wow. Lion Weber? Yeah. Like playing with Pete just gives me such a sense of ease or freedom. He just hits it like four hundred yards. <laughs> <laughs> he hits his like 
whatever iron he's hitting from 200 yards, like a sawed off. He doesn't keep all 14 clubs, but whatever. He's just sticks it to like three feet. So it's, uh, I'd like to be playing with Pete. I haven't wow, played. I, it. Your team is. That's all you have to say about your team. Your team right now. I like, they're, well, they're listening to this I like, podcast, and I'm excited to play with Jansen and Pete. I mean, I mean, this team Jansen, chemistry is Jansen, worse than Team USA. Jansen. I mean, Jansen is along the same lines. Doesn't hit as far as Pete, but he's very. He's he's along those same lines where he'll he'll kind of provide you a sense of he you know he hits it so straight. He doesn't hit. He doesn't hit. He's gained a lot of distance in the last year. And like so, he's he's very very consistent. So that's a very good partner to have. And then Pete, Pete is very good for my, I think my mental game. I sometimes struggle with, yeah. with uh, composing myself on the golf course. No. So his, yeah. his, um, Buddha. his demeanor, yeah, I think it will help will help me at least. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say I'm a little surprised at your reaction because because we've played against you and Pete in a few. A variety of matches, you know, recently on the course. I'm Alex. I know you probably don't know the story yet, but we played last Friday at Spring Valley. It was Rob Anderson, yep, who's your your partner. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. him and Rob and I versus Steve and Pete in a match play tournament or game, you know. And they were three up through eleven, and then after hole fourteen, it was all square. And Pete and Steve were legitimately shouting at one another on the 15th tee box. And well, because I t- it took me four strokes to get in from from 30 feet. Yeah, uh, I was <laughs> so green, I was that. I was greenside on a par four and I made five. Yeah, so, so that's that's the only reason. You're seeing uh, why it has nothing. Uh, no, our 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 uh, our combination as a team. I think we're maybe six, five, one and one uh, this summer. So we we've proven to be very successful. Wow. You were screaming at Peter Leinenweber or Peter yeah. Donahue? No, no, I was Peter I was, Leinenweber because Pete was trying to pick him up a little bit. And Steve pick. was like, well, you expect me to be happy after I do that? <laughs> and so and he's like, it's a new game. It's a new game. And so you know, this, this was a game for literally zero, zero stakes, zero dollars. But that's the kind of fight. I mean, we would have won if Rob didn't drain in this preposterous 35 downhill, uh, downhill, downhill right. around 18. So, um, so, so I have... Right now, my phone just just rang. I have breaking news coming in from Las Vegas. This is literally breaking news. I can't believe the odds for this tournament have already been posted. But I just especially because this doesn't air live. This isn't radio. You know, we post afterwards. So yeah, but let's hear it. Let's go. This. It's crazy. They're on, We're not those, on radio right no, now? No, but, but, but you know how Where those, am I? What am I holding? No, no, no. This happens all the time in the NFL. There's like a line that they give, and it's like, why? Like, that was this weird line. Like, what does Vegas know that other people don't? So, they, mm. you know, they, they know things. They have ears everywhere. So, yeah. okay. So, go ahead. So, so, I'd like to announce these Vegas odds, okay. and this is off of my initial, um, well, not mine. <laughs> They, they, this is straight from the MGM yeah. Grand. They're just trying to put something out there to get some action going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to get some action going. So so um, I'd like to start with Team Pryor. Okay. Again, that's uh, uh, myself. I'm obviously the captain. I'm the A player. I'm probably the A player in this whole staff, but yeah. that's for another time. Um, you've been you've been literally sandbagging for three years to get these four strokes. Exactly. Today. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I don't need any yeah. of those strokes. No. All right. Um, uh, Team Pryor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Zach Busman, Rob Anderson, 
coming in at plus 225. Okay, a little bit of a long shot. Okay. Uh Uh, Team Shrek. uh, Wait, is it Team Shrek or Team Jansen? Or Team Team Shrek? No, you're here. Team Shrek. You're you're on the pod. You're on live live radio right here. (laughs) Um, Team Shrek with uh, Jansen, Mizrak, and Peter Donahue. Plus 125. Almost even odds. And uh, Team Hayes, which is Andy Hayes, uh, Chris Olerking, and Peter Leinenweber, coming in minus 180. Minus 180? Minus 180 favorites to repeat as champions. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say right now. I'm not sure the teams are that fair. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. I agree. I don't think the teams are that fair. They are handicapped, and let's yeah, how see. Is it not? Let's see if the handicaps will uh, I feel, yeah. level the playing field, right? Right, and that's the handicaps intention. are so like it's so. I think it's tough because like none of us keep like it's 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 hard to get it right. Yeah, I, I, it absolutely so we, is hard yeah. to get it right. I, I would I would like to counter with last year. Last year, um, team prior was. Very, very close we to winning. Close. You, you, were, you were literally if if Steve, who was in the fairway, oh, don't had, do this, don't do this for the hundredth right. time this year. All right, but oh you guys are just saying that the teams are unfair, so I feel like I need to defend my be given a chance to defend myself. Like if if Steve had made par from a hundred yards, you guys would have won. But I that's don't even not what think happened. that's accurate. It is accurate. Because you would have won that point. We would have won, won that. Point. Are you talking about? I also, the, if I would have, are you talking about the morning nine point? Which no, which second, round are you talking about? Me, with you, you. oh, Peter with Donahue. Pete. Okay. The final the final one where if you would have made par from there, you would have won that that match. Okay. And yeah. Which would have given you so the point. That, yeah, that's and another so, thing I like about this year's format is yeah. like you're gonna know where you stand better, right? Because you're gonna be in the championship match. Like I had no idea where, where I stood. Yeah. So. Yeah. And but but so I'm just saying that's no complaint. It wouldn't have changed my chunk since, wedge, but since that moment, the the narrative has built that that. My t- that team Hayes was a powerhouse team when actually it was a very very close a very very close match overall. Yeah, yeah. I would. St- I think that the analysts would say, and this is not an indictment on my new team members, but my team has gotten worse since last year. You get but, but you again, get strokes I know. everywhere. We, we get you strokes. get strokes the first Plus, day. Like, you get yeah. strokes the second day. But I feel like your team like. Uh, team Andy is just—they have the ability to make so many birdies, where you don't—you just don't have that in the other teams, in my in my opinion. But you have—you're gonna be given a shot. I know we're four getting, holes. Yeah, I know we're getting shots. The we'll we'll see how the strokes uh, play out. Yeah, I plan on shooting even par <laughs> both days. I plan on putting my team on my back. <laughs> And I plan on bringing home that head cover, and that's just all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> nothing I nothing else to I, say. Podcast over. I, I'm a little like, like shocked at the those odds coming in like so steep. I, I thought with the strokes, which we all agreed beforehand. Were, well, like, I said eight, even, for, for but we that. didn't know that we didn't really know. But it shouldn't have mattered. Why not? Why would it? Now that you like find out the teams, you're like, oh, that is not the same. That's not well, like a Zach, fair if, allocation. If Zach, if, I feel like if Zach's 
if he was with like Pete and Chris, uh, like eight shots would have made sense. But if with Alex and Rob, like sixes, I don't know. It, it, we we've seen this format before with no strokes, and so that's yeah. right. Our whole frame of of uh, references with no strokes, and so now with the strokes, we're not really yeah sure. Yeah. It's hard to process yeah, how that's going to work. Right. So, I know, yeah, you're in, you're caught off guard in the moment. You know, Vegas just jumping at this. Yeah, I, just, I can't. I mean, I am so upset a, that the MGM Grand just texted me those odds because yeah. now I'm you're fired up. Yeah, my mind is all scrambling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just, like, if that same, for example, that same match we played, if you had been given one stroke, you probably would have won that match that, that I won. So, like, for example, you know, for example. Or if so. you didn't um, stub your wedge. Yeah. Like, th- that's also that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying was, it was an option. The, that was an outcome. The format, uh, the format lends this is itself. What, uh, this is what contributes to my mental fragility. <laughs> the format. Is it's the, not my own doing. It's your guys' <laughs> doing. The format itself lends itself to these being kind of close matches. And so now with strokes, which are mostly on your teams, like it will, the, th- the thinking by, you know, the committee was that it would even things out, but also it would keep the the history of, of past tournaments alive a little bit where the defending champ gets to, you know, defend their soil. And then hopefully for future, you know, let's say we had to play in the spring, we can have, you know, another cha- another chance to, you know, play for the covers. Yeah, and that would be, if I had a choice between changing the, the teams up to make them, in quotes, more fair, or the second option would be to keep the champs and have, um, um, right, to have the head cover um, for grabs, I would prefer to keep the champs uh, together and to play for the head cover. So, so that's... So that's and that's I mean we, it's we don't have a as you can see by the way we gave out the strokes we don't have like three zeros three fours and three tens yeah. where where right. it's like where if we don't do this you know and like going forward who knows you know it's just maybe probably better practice so then it's going right. to be kind of even every time so that's really the thinking behind the strokes so um, all right we've. 53 minutes. Wow. Was oh, this a long one? It can't be that long. Peter Donahue's not on it. This must yeah. go on for hours. <laughs> no, we usually get to one hour exactly with oh. Pete. Um, all right, guys. Well, I I mean, now is the time to start start practicing. Start it, The strokes are, are locked, right? They're locked after this pod. So Maybe. if you if you <laughs> no you I mean <laughs> Vegas I mean Stephen A Smith's gonna be all over you after this like he how did he argue for yeah, Zach I like know. and then it turns around right um, as I was saying it I just like I f- had this pit in my stomach that is uh, yeah right as I'm going down this road I'm like Zach Zach's definitely gonna be on my team this is oh. not no I he's Zach's a six. been playing good yeah he's been playing good he's a six he bra- there. In a previous match, Zach and Jansen went straight up against Steve and Pete L, and it came out of the last hole. So there you go. at Lasonia, right? Yeah, yeah. That so was, that was a great match. So he's been known as as you were saying. Yeah, he's like, very he's very he's competitive. He's a valuable player. I think yes. I would be happy to have him on my team. I would trade you Pete L for him right now, but the teams have been locked. Sure, so. sure. 
He would yes. not. Pete at zero. I don't. I would. I, I'm like surprised that you thought we were that big of a favorites. Um, like, well, you have a zero, a two, and a four. Yeah, I know. But why that don't means you we trade don't get... Chris for Jansen? You'd be you, Jansen, and <laughs> and Peter, and we'll just play straight up, and we'll yeah. see how it goes. No, well, that's the point. We're not. I, we're not. I, I don't think you guys are thinking critically enough about like the value of of strokes yeah. in this game. Like Zach's gonna have at six is gonna have six holes where if he just makes a par, it counts a birdie like that in that first day. Like that's right. a very in Peter, Donnie's going to have 10 of those holes where, I mean, he's probably, you could count on Pete to make a bogey on most holes. And so those right. are par, 10 pars for that group. And so that's going to free up uh, Team Shrek to really go at the, after the pins. So um, I think I think we're in a good spot. Um, if, you, if you have any complaints, you can address them to uh, info at thegolfpractice.com uh, in written form. And we can go from there because um, I don't check that email. Yep, so me either. Yeah. But what, it's about, what if it's about Zach's handicap? He's answering that. Oh, Zach answers it. Well, um, I'm not sure. I guess I would think yeah. that one. Uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be good. Hey, the, it's he, live radio. The, We're fine. The complaints cannot be about Zach's handicap because we, okay. I mean, this is right. the beauty of this this podcast, that there's real decisions that were made. Um, We're going to... We're going to end up losing by two strokes, and it's going to no, we're going to lose by one stroke, and it's going to be the difference between oh. him being a six and being an eight. Oh, yeah, brutal. All right, well, guys, thank you for being here. I, you know, hopefully we do this again sooner rather than later. Um, until next time. Thank you. See you. Thank you. All right, the microphone is back on because Alex Pryor just stood up grabbed a whiteboard marker and said, all right, how are we going to do this championship match? He started writing things on the board. So so the podcast is back. This on, is an apparently. emergency This is an emergency resumption of yeah. the podcast. The whole point of the podcast was to do this. You know, no one's listening by now anymore. Yeah, that's true. So. Okay, so, so the championship match. There is team one, team two, and team three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, uh, so at the end of the eighteen holes at the Dunes Club, yes, there will be points to get into that championship match, right? Like, right, the top two teams will be yes. playing in the championship match, yes. and then the third team will just is, get to have a you know a right. walk in the park, enjoyable so, day. Right, the third team will be that third threesome, right? It'll yeah. just be they'll Those play yeah. with each other, yeah. Okay, and that should actually go first. So then they're sitting on the ninth hole, yeah. waiting for oh, the championship yeah, match. Yeah, right. This isn't my first rodeo. Yeah, okay. okay, so um, foursome. Or no, foursome. there's three. I thought you were about to write another team other than yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Team Shrek. Team Shrek. Okay, they're in, <laughs> they're out. All right. So then from there, there are three people per team. Right, yes, and, and so, so they they yeah, obviously So the top the top the top team with the most points is going to pick their first singles player to send out. Then the other team is going to come back and match up whoever they want to match up with. Correct, correct. So then, 
So then one of the threesomes will have two players from team one and one player from team no, two. No, we're actually going to have to do a group of four and a group of two. Which we can do, right? Sure. Yeah, it would be, it would, yeah. So, so it's literally singles. It's literally one-on-one so on one instead yeah. of one-v-one-v-one. Yeah. One v one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so you, so, so, how will that have any better bearing of how you're doing in the finals? Because you will know that, like, you're basically you're in the fi- you're in the finals that this match like really matters. Whereas, whereas in the past, as one of three, as one of three, but right, you know, in the past, there's two other matches going on. Like, if your guys. Like again, Steve had no idea what he was playing for, what he was playing for, because he had no idea how the other members of his team had done that day, because there's really no way of knowing. Um, whereas now you at least have a better idea of knowing, like, hey, if I win and one other guy wins, like we're the champs, um, basically. You're going head to head. So, so there will be a foursome where where two matches are going on in that foursome, yes. and so you'll know. Right, if your yeah. team wins both of those matches, and obviously you win, yeah, right. Oh, and then the other, uh, the other uh, twosome will have to we'll just have to know. Yeah. I mean, that I mean even if they don't know, but it's still it's still better. More than, people will know right. what's going on than won't. So, yeah. Okay. Is that settle it? Got your questions answered. I got my questions answered. Steve, any more questions? I feel like Team Three might just pick up their golf balls and just like watch. Team three it's could gonna do be, that. It's going to be riveting. I be mean, their option. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe get a little money game or something. I mean, if if we were in the same situation last year, where I was on my final nine, I would have definitely picked up through like hole four and just gone on and watched everybody else. Wow, that's how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> Team Shrek has officially moved MGM. They're now plus one eighty. <laughs> We're 125. The odds are changing. Team Shrek's odds are dropping so fast yeah. after he said, I wish I was on Pete L's team. Like, that was... I, mean, I think everybody else, if they're honest, they'd say the same thing. I I don't... I haven't played with uh, Pete L that much, but I don't see that big of a difference between Pete L, uh, Jansen, and Andy. Well, thank you I so much. I see them as more similar, but I haven't played... I appreciate that. The ball makes a different sound when uh, Pete L hits it. I would have to say that. Yeah, Pete's been like a little ahead of me this summer. He hits it absurdly yeah, far. He does. He does. It's crazy. But that one hole at Sam me. Valley, I would hit it past him. Remember the tree hole? Spring. Wait, what? Spring hole? Valley. What, what yeah, hole? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a great radio. Sixteen. Everyone's falling asleep. Yeah. All right. Oh yes. All right. Well, that's settled. Um... The teams are the teams, and if I guess if Team Pryor wins, then you'll have an opportunity to be on Pete's team next time. Maybe you and Pete could share a room at Lost Dunes, have some bonding time. Maybe you could be on the same uh, night golf team. Same night golf team. Well, I'm de- if he's good. I mean, I'm probably the worst night golf player there is. Yeah, so so I, let's, we've already touched on this. Happy but. to have that. All right, this is actually ending now. Um, thank Clean you, everyone, contact. who stuck with us. Thank you. Thank you. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment, or the moment defines you.